When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. One, one. It's brilliant. 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 Here comes Quigley. Hello, you're very welcome along to episode 46 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast brought to you by the White Hag Brewing Company in Ballymote, County Sligo. Um, we are coming to you via Zoom. We're recording on Tuesday night and it's the usual crew of Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are things? Yeah, good, Connor. Thanks. Uh, Magoo, how are you? Oh, just fantastic, Connor. Yeah, over to them. And Sean, done or done? What's the story? Living the dream, Connor. Living the dream. Yeah. So uh, challenging times. We're all a little bit worried, I guess. Uh, all a little bit worried. We're a bit more than uh, worried as Sligo Rovers currently sit in third place in uh, the Premier Division on 46 points uh, with Derry, who are continuing uh, to amass points, just a point behind us now at this stage with, what are we on, six games left? Is that correct? Yeah, six games left uh, in the season. Um, and look, we're not worried about uh, Shamrock Rovers or St. Pat's at this stage, although things didn't really go our way um, last night. I mean, it, are we worried about, is there any point in, there's no point in talking about bowls at this stage and taking them taking a point off Shams or getting the point. Um, but look at... Well, I think it's pretty relevant, to be honest with you, Connor. All right, Jerry. Well, we might come back to that, so we might yeah. come back to that. But I guess we gotta we got to start with... Um, I suppose the loss we could probably take to some degree against Shamrock Rovers in uh, in Tala in our last game. I think the most, f- from the starting starting point of view, the most um, the thing that ma- raised the most eyebrows was the starting eleven. And Jerry, you were in Tala uh, the other night. So uh, when the team was announced, what were you, what were your thoughts? Um. I, I wasn't like I wasn't too put out by it to be honest with you. I, I was I was happy to see um Shamie Kyo starting. Um I was happy enough as well to see um Melvin starting as well. I, I just think it needed changing up. Um and you're kind of hoping that you know all of them can bring something to the table and have their best game. Having said that, I thought that uh, taking Kyo off at half time was pretty harsh on him. Here. Magoo, uh, what did you think of the starting 11? Uh, I thought it was the wrong starting 11. I thought everything, it, it, oh, everything was pathetic, Connor, to be honest with you. The whole thing was pathetic from the very start. The, the starting lineup, the formation, uh, just the whole setup, like, and then the display over the 90 minutes from everybody, the whole lot was just from start to finish, it was, it was a sham. Like, we should... How... Can anyone tell me, like, I not... Look, I don't pretend to know anything about 
as much about football as, as Liam Buckley or any of the coaching staff. But I called it before the game into the group when I saw the starting lineup that that team is begging for a whooping. And only for Ed McGinty and the goals and the woodwork, mm-hmm. it would have been a whooping. You can't. You're going to wait to Shams. You have two... Uh, you have two ways to go about defending. Either... And you know you're not going to have a lot of the ball. You know Shams are going to have most of the ball. That's a given. So you're either pressing high, defending from the front, or you're sitting back deep and blocking off the space in behind and blocking the space in front, put a five-man midfield or whatever in play. So you see the starting lineup straight away. Johnny Kenny's not playing, so you know you're not going to be present from the front. That's out the window. So then you're looking for your sitting deep, breaking out of spaces, uh, maybe a five-man midfield, blocking the space for them, don't let them play, getting in their faces, Harry and scrapping. You see Melvin, Shamey, and Walter in the team. So you know that's not going to happen either. Like, we might as well drove in with the white flag on the top of the fucking bus. Like, it was a fucking joke. And, like, I've nothing against Walter, Shamey. I love Shamey, actually. I think, he, like, he should have got way more minutes to do. But I think he was hung out to dry last Friday night. Like, how can he only get... How can Walter only get eight minutes, only be deemed good enough for eight minutes against Waterford when we're looking for a goal? How can Melvin not get on the pitch against Waterford when we're looking for a goal? Shamey Kyo can't get on the pitch against Waterford when we're looking for a goal. Shamey Kyo can only get four minutes and five minutes in every game he comes on. And then his first start is away at Shams. When there's no one around to protect him, stick Walter and Melvin in beside him to protect him. No cup bulger, no more in to the dirty defensive work for him. And then he gets hauled off at half time. Yeah. As Jerry said, it was awful harsh on him. He was hung out to dry. And the whole thing from start to finish was just, like, it looked like the beginning of the end for me the other night. It really was. There was nothing to it. Nothing. There was no the be- beginning of the end. All. The beginning of the end for for the management, the team. Like there was nothing. There was no. There was no. Like Longford have showed the way to play against Shams this year. They've they've had needed three injury time goals to put Longford away. What do you What do you get from Longford? Hard work, determination. Hard work. Uh, they they're uh, well drilled. They know they know their their roles, their jobs. Yeah, all of the above. Did we have any of that? Did their 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 second goal was it? Who scored the second goal? Aaron Green mm-hmm. scored the second goal. That came from there was an incident in the first half where McGinty made a great save from Finn. They had the ball. Uh, Manus had the ball, and he he rolled it out to the left back. And I counted six of our lads in their half, and they passed their way out. And it wasn't even. One touch, quick passing. They passed their way out with two and three touch passes. None of our lads got anywhere close to them. Ball went out down the right. Finn waltzed in and had a shot that McGinty had to save. And the same happened for Green's goal, where the wall started defence with was with five or six. No pressing. So we're not pressing and we're not sitting deep. So what are we doing? Like it was a total fucking sham. It really pissed me off. I swear to God, even thinking about it today, it drove me up the fucking wall. It's driving me up the wall now. Even thinking about it. Well, Sean, like, I think it's just a disgrace. Sean, I think um, just to come in there before you go on to Sean. I was actually going to give a longer answer, but there was noise interference, and I, <laughs> I, got, I couldn't hear what I was saying. So it was look, Yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, so I couldn't hear what I was saying, but um, yeah, look, I have to agree with everything that uh, 
um, Magoo was saying. And look, regardless of lineup or anything like that, it's just like lack of effort. That's it's really, really disappointing. And standing off Shams and getting far too much respect to him. We just looked like a bag of nerves and a, a rabbit caught in the headlights. And yeah, just nobody grabbed the, 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 the scruff of the game by the neck. And look, and we, we, I think that, you know, look, we were missing one or two players and uh, guys that are supposed to be leaders within the squad. But look, there's answers to be, there's questions to to be answered in regard to that too, because I think guys that are supposed to be leaders in our squad have really, really let us down. Over, uh, you know, I've heard a few things over the last week or two and it's just really really disappointing a total last res- lack of respect for fans and for the for the club but look sorry i just wanted to get that in because the wash machine uh, came <laughs> off yeah yeah <laughs> well, it wasn't me there's none right okay well the mysterious wash machine uh, somewhere <laughs> so sean um i think just to focus on Kyo and look at um i don't think any of us want to be critical of uh shami Kyo per se and we absolutely want to see um you know more than more than any anything we want to see our own local lads progress but uh, my feelings were on it were a bit like what, what uh, magoo was saying i just thought there was you know like just to echo what magoo was saying yeah he, he doesn't get he gets to see very little game time across uh, the duration of the season since he's come back to sligo and he goes into a midfield um that has so many changes in it if to me from the off, I felt that that is unfair. On he he he's not going to come out of this against Shamrock Rovers uh, looking good. No, it was poison chalice straight away right from the off. Um, you're expecting a lad who hasn't got that much football under his belt to step in and play in the hardest position in the pitch against the best team in the league away from home. It's it's never going to end well. Bear in mind that like he's not backed up by Greg Bulge or Niall Moore, and fair enough, Adam McDonnell is in there as well. As you already said, there was changes in the midfield. It was never going to work for the lad. And then to hook him at half time is just basically giving him a kick up the arse and saying, you know, fuck your confidence. You know, yeah. deal with that. Like it's it's a it, I have to say it's absolutely brutal man management for a young lad. Unless he had an issue, but I don't think he did. I, I haven't heard of an injury issue, and I have to say, I think the whole the whole game the other night comes down to management for me. I think from the start, you see the players go out and they're obviously told to play a certain way. And from the off, we looked like we were just told to damage control. That's what we were ex- expecting the feed straight away from the off. And it was just about keep the scoreline down. That's what it looked like to me anyway, because we didn't look like we wanted to step out of our own half. But at the same time, we didn't want to fucking bust our bollocks and work hard either. It was yeah, just about yeah. get through the 90 minutes, try not to get injured and just take the loss, but just keep the scoreline down. Yeah. Whereas you rewind a few months back, we went up and dominated in Tala. So it's not like it's beyond us. Same squad of players. But we went up and we tore them apart. We played them off the park. We worked hard. We pressed for everything. We were on the ball when, as much as we could. And it was a complete Jekyll and Hyde performance. From that a few months ago to what you saw the other night. And I have to say it was an embarrassment. And that's that's what it was. Honest, yeah, and I the the overriding feeling I had walking out of the ground on uh, Friday night, Sean was I was embarrassed. Yeah, I was absolutely mortified. Um, in fairness to Rovers fans, about two hundred to two hundred fifty, we sold our allocation. Great turnout as always. Um, and where we were parked, we had to walk through uh, fucking thousands of the shams. 
and they were practically laughing at us. And I wouldn't blame them. I was absolutely mortified by the performance that was put out by a so-called Sligo Rovers team. Look, we've look. I know we might be third in the league, but that's papering over the cracks. And I, I you know, even Lane Buckley can't believe that we're still in, in third. But look, we've gone through more bad times than good times. Uh, having said that, we're still probably the fifth most successful club in the league. Uh, over since the league was accepted. <laughs> Come uh, on, Jerry. Focus no, on the positives. No, but hold on a second, Connor. The reason I'm making this point is to the fucking players. Yeah. So it's okay. not funny, right? Right, right. You know, you know these, these fellas think that we're a shower of fucking simpletons. They've absolutely... Like, I walked out of that ground in Tala on Friday night. I was mortified. I was embarrassed. And the reason I'm saying it is because Sean touched on it there. And they were laughing at us. So we're the fans... We go up there to support our club, but we're not getting no support from the from the players. They were a yeah. fucking disgrace. It's got to be reciprocal. Now, to play devil's advocate, we were missing players. We were missing significant uh, midfield players. We were missing um, Morahan. We we lost McCourt. Uh, you know, early on in the game, like probably one of our leaders in how he how he plays the game himself. So. We were, you know, behind the, we were behind the, the cue ball from the start. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that to a to a point where every fella I've said it before on this. Every fella in that squad thinks they should be starting. They all want they all want to start. They're all professional footballers. They believe they should be starting for Sligo Rovers, so they should all be willing to step up and be able to play to that level. They're all League of Ireland players. It's. We weren't playing Real Madrid the other night. This isn't an unbelievable Shams team. It's far, far from it. The gap isn't that big. That's what's so frustrating about it as well. And it's so humiliating to throw in the towel before you even play a game. Before a ball was kicked, we had thrown in the towel. That game was that game was lost going in. You could feel it the whole week leading up to it. All the reports coming out, even just Buckley's pre-match, it just all felt, let's just get by this game because it's a loss. The whole lot felt shite. So it did. And it feels even worse after. And then even as Jerry was saying there, the Shams fans were laughing at us afterwards. Well, <laughs> actually were because there's a lad I speak to, he's a Shams fan, Kieran, and he was texting me throughout the game. And he actually said, he asked me, he goes, what's actually happened to you? He says, what's happened to you? Because he goes, I can't believe what I'm seeing here and how we have an absolutely battered you. He says, you're blessed. We were, we were blessed. Yeah. Uh, we deserve, I said it to him, I said it straight up. I said, you deserve to win 6-0. Yeah. I don't think any of us expected hand on heart like to get anything out of the game. And then when we saw when I, earlier in the day or the day before that Moran and Bulger were missing, that like any slight bit of confidence or anything you would have had was totally gone. So I don't think anybody really expected hand on heart. Like no one's going to be getting put in their life saving in the bookies thinking, yeah, we can get a result here today. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think any, but there's ways to lose a game. Yeah. There's ways to lose a game, and not, as we spoke about already, Longford has showed that. Longford has showed how you lose a game. You put in all, you leave everything out in the pitch. Like our fellas didn't even bring it out of the dressing room onto the pitch. Do you know what I mean? To leave anything out there. It's, it was an absolute disgrace from the start. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I literally couldn't believe it. From like, I think there was 51 seconds gone when they had their first attempt at goal, and the fucking wall through the, the pitch to get it. I said, like, What has gone on already? Yeah. Like, just, oh. Like even even the first goal, you take it like David Cawley's mistake. That's criminal. That's absolutely criminal at any level of football. But you know what though, Sean? Like it was from our throw. Yeah. 
Our no, we were comfortable my, in possession. We should have yeah. been comfortable in possession at that point. Well, I would say just on our throw-ins, and I know maybe like it's a mute point, but I don't think you know it, there was there was I was I was focusing on our on our throw-ins at one stage because we couldn't maintain any possession from any of our own ball, even a throw-in. There was no a ball a, th- a ball might have been thrown in and gone to a rover's foot, but there was a challenge gone in and it was gone again, and we lost possession. We're on the back foot. Almost well, every single time. Our throwing through the start of the season has been abysmal, anyways. Um, it's the same. There's no variation. It's the same thing every single time. Way too slow movement yeah. and everything. Nobody shown for the ball. It's... Oh, man, he hits it back to the fucking yeah. four. Yeah. Just, no well, did we give away a goal in the showgrounds a couple of weeks ago from a throwing? Who was it against? Um, in the Bulger, and he tried to let it run by his body, Dundalk, and so somebody Dundalk, got onto it. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Dundalk. And the same happened there. McCourt, McCourt threw it into McDonald. He tried and let it run by him. Next thing, there's a man on top of him. He, he loops it up into the air. Cawley takes it down then when man drew up his hole. Total, in the comparison to us, they were pressing like fuck in the midfield and call Cawley out. And of course, then there's no cover or nothing. It's just straight in and goal. And like. But even like that, you know, set pieces. Like we have one corner in the game and we make an absolute hames of it. Like embar- embarrassingly bad. Uh, this is a, this is meant to be acceptable, you know. But look, I oh, I hate going into it now, but I've I've made my feelings clear lately. Now I have to say, I think the I think it has to fall on Liam Buckley lately. Right? Players have got a hard ride for a long time, but it comes to a point where you start to have to look a little bit higher than the players because they're getting instructions, they're being told what to do. And I'm sorry, but, yeah, but where's the motivation when they were sent out there the other night? You know, how, how do you go out so flat? And that has to come from management for me. There has to be something says there, so I don't know. I think, though, I think it's on the ball. I think it's on the ball. Like, I think, like, yeah, management, like, that team the other night and formation and everything was just totally wrong. Like, we should have been going 3-5-2, in my opinion, anyway. 3-5-2, stick Blaney in centre-half, put McCourt and Horgan as the wing-backs. And stick banks into midfield or something with McDonald and Cauley and just keep it tight and blah. Don't let them give space like, to play. But like once they get over the white, white light, as you said last week, Jerry, where's their own professional pride? Like they're watching fellas walk by them and they're not running to chase them down. Yeah. Like I just, I just don't understand this. It's just the whole lot of it. Like, yeah. So like, I, I, with I, the three five two though, like hand on our hearts, we know that's not going to happen. Um, he's, you know, we don't change from game to game. We did there a few weeks ago, and, and it worked at the time. But we don't seem to change the tactics for who we're playing. I know you're supposed to worry about yourself, but you also have to worry about the opposition. We don't seem to change the tactics suiting on who we play. So for us to go 3-5-2, which I agree, I think, and I said it weeks ago, that we should have done that, it's never going to happen. And I suppose, like, when I seen the lineup, I was like, well, do you know what? He's not going to go through 3 5 2 Maybe it's not a bad thing bringing in one or two players to freshen things up, but that's not how it transpired at all. And just Magoo, what you're saying there as well, like you know, like you know, once you cross the white line, you have to have your own personal pride and personal uh, responsibility for your performance, and that's just not there. There's no oomph. There's no getting in people's faces. There's no grinding it out. And then what Sean said as well, is it coming from the sideline? It's like a fucking morgue on the sideline. 
there's no inspiration there's no come on there's nothing I, I like I don't I, look the type of person is I can't keep my mouth shut anyways but I don't know how as a manager assistant manager or coach whatever you can stand there being calm on the sideline when we're getting fucked over yeah yeah from the first so, few minutes like yeah. if you look if we take a broader view on things look at our last nine, uh, 20 games we've got five wins out of 20 games across all competitions it's pretty abysmal stuff like you know there's no two ways about it it's uh it, it's 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 just like everybody so wants to happen so don't they like everybody like see the comments that are coming through facebook and twitter and all that and look none of us are experts uh any of the lads that are putting the comments up there none of, none of them are experts none of us are experts but everybody seems to draw the one conclusion is what the fuck happened in june what happened yeah. to the european games yeah. So, well, do you want to give us some some feedback that we've been getting on uh, social media and stuff like that, Jerry? Yeah, um, I suppose from Jared Crystal, uh, he was just saying, whatever happened over the European games, the players uh, basically have to stand up for the for the club at this point, um, and obviously that's not happening. So, as Bree then says, uh, something happened around the Euro games. Looking at the body language of the management and players, they don't care anymore. Uh, also, summer signings that were supposed to strengthen us actually have made us probably weaker. Uh, Jerry Keaveney, uh, Buckley plays decent ball, but a soft underbelly, no leaders. Uh, um, apart from the, the young lads that we've actually brought through, through our own uh, development. Um, then Donald uh, McDonough, he says, Shans are always going to beat us on Friday. Uh, next three games are vital, too much negativity amongst fans. So I suppose that's just kind of maybe a little bit of balance in there. Uh, however, I don't know, like, Again, look, we've been jammed up there. No reason why we put them on and put in a better performance at the same time. So they're just a few of the comments that came from Facebook. And, and I know they kind of are very much um, in line with our, where we're thinking. Um, and I know McGill was actually going to come in there, I think. Uh, he's going to say something. No, I was sorry. I was just on the, when um, Connor was um, reading out the recent form, I said it, said it just, it, means, it makes the mind boggle more. With the team selection on Friday, when you see a more recent form, like you should be going back to basics. You know what I mean? The one thing we have at the minute is in the strongest part of our team. We said it last week at week four or whatever is our defence and build around it. Like don't concede goals. So I mean that should be the, the first. Like we we went down to the pitch with four or five attacking players. No work rate. No like what what do we think the outcome was going to be? Yeah. So we got um we got a couple of messages in as well to yeah. um. Our shout from the shed and uh, number on 08 uh, Dexter text in to say, all right, all right, lads, I love the podcast. Wouldn't be uh, into piling on the players or the management too much. Uh, I try to think most players always do always do try their best uh, in any given match. But the game of Friday was hard, was very hard to watch. I know we're clueless without Bulger in midfield, but you'd have to question the amount of defensive midfielders we have in the books who offer nothing on the ball. Feel bad for Kyo, there's nothing around him, and he hasn't been given a chance really in, in recent games. If Kenny goes in the summer, as you'd appreciate, or as you'd anticipate, he says, uh, you'd be nervous about where goals will come from next season. The only threat in the last three months has been his pace in behind. Anyway, up the Rovers, hopefully uh, we'll fall over the line in the end from Dexter. So... Um, you know, and there, like you know, that that was uh, uh, that raised eyebrows as well. Where there was no sign of as well, Magoo, as you went to, said at the start, you know, no. Uh, if you're going to get fight from somebody, you're going to get fight from Johnny Kenny, 
uh, he's going to lead from the front and you know we were we were without well, him again if i was asking anybody now to who who's your first name on your team sheet every week at this minute in time for the last the last like two months when we've been in this rut and you're you're looking at the team the way it's playing and who the way the players are playing like who's going to be your first name on your team sheet every week kenny <laughs> Charlie kenny like yeah yeah I think that's the fourth game. It's definitely the third game where Kenny has come on at halftime where we've been losing. Um, and I've never seen that where a player has been has brought on to brought into a game at halftime as much as he has. So why not start him? Why do we have to go, why why do we have to wait to go behind? And then the third or fourth game, I must count it up. It's definitely third, if not fourth, where we bring him on at half time. It makes it like Bring them on to save the day. Yeah. Of... Like the other the other thing about the, the, the Shams game, just kind of going against a little bit what you were saying, Magoo, is yeah, they're gonna win the league. Uh, they're decent and all that. But they're they're no they're no world beaters. And if you get into them, you don't know what's gonna happen, like you know. And Bo's you know, done nice. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Against Bowes, like you know. No, I wasn't saying that we're not like I, was I know, just yeah. On current form, like yeah, yeah. Nobody expects us to get anything, but yeah, yeah. But if you're if you're not starting now, maybe this was all planned and the it was the manager's uh, decision or the, the the management team's decision to to let this game go. And there's no point in killing yourselves because we're going to go at it against Harps and and uh, and Longford in the the next two games. Which, I mean, if there isn't three points against Harps, you can forget it. I think. It's gone anyway. So Europe is gone. It's it, there's no way we're getting the points needed. So you know, where do you get them from? You know, if you, like even that, the fact that you know, let a let a loss go to Shams because you you think you're going to go to Finn Park and get points because we famously go to Finn Park and get points all the time. That's our regular. You know, we just stroll in and take three points all the time up in Finn Park. Probably one of the worst places we can go. We always struggle up there. And then Longford, bear in mind, like even in our best runs, we struggled to beat Longford this year. I think, but 2-1 at home, 1-0 at their place twice, and just about as well. Bear in mind, we're in a fucking a horrible run of form. They have nothing to lose now, so they're going to play without fear as well. So they'll be even harder to beat. So uh, I don't know where he's getting the points out of it, but Derry aren't going to stop. They're going to keep coming. They're in a perfect run of form. Bowes will take a bit of uh, momentum out of that crawl the other night. That'll give them a bit of a boost. Still have to play them all, I suppose, but I'm yeah. afraid for me, for me anyway, Europe is gone. Right, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll um we'll come back to uh, we'll come back to the upcoming games after we get our shouts in the shed end. So as I said, you can get uh, your shouts into us after the game on Saturday night against uh, Finn Harps to our number 085-815-9767 that's 085-815-9767 um, give us your thoughts on how that game uh, went and um, we'll get them out on uh, on next week's podcast so um, we got um, good news to report uh, Sean from America is back and he kicks off our Sheds from the Shed End this week this is Sean from America that's uh, the hope that'll kill you seems like for this uh, season. Uh, Shams was another poor performance. Um, another tale of 
two halves. First half was awful. Second half was better. Was it though? I mean, was it that we did better or that Shams just took their foot off the gas because they knew we weren't going to be able to do anything? Um, much like the season as a whole, uh, first half of the season, we're really good. Or was it that the rest of the league was just that bad? Uh, trying to stay positive has been really hard. Um, since Europe um, but hopefully they'll be able to uh, pull off enough results in the next in the last six games to uh, keep us in Europe but here's hoping up the Rovers Hey this is um, Aaron Deering from Afternoon slash Roscommon and um, I've been kind of wanting to do one of these for the last couple of weeks, but I've kind of held my tongue, but I don't know, lads. It's not like the Shans game was just a complete disaster. I mean, that first goal, they just cut us through. Like, it was like a hot knife going through butter. But, I mean, I don't know what the situation is with Buckley contract-wise, if he's signed for next year or if he's not. But if he isn't, like, we can't offer him a new deal at all because... I mean, he's one of the best squads in the country and he's failing badly. Ever since July, the European Games, it's just been a struggle to get to even 50 points. And, you know, up until now, we've been lucky that the teams below us um, have been struggling when we've been struggling. You know, they don't, if we don't win, they don't win. But you can see clearly now the likes of Derry are starting to pick up points when we're not picking up points. And by the looks of it, we'd be lucky we could end up finishing fifth, sixth, the way it's going, with Bowes and Derry overtaking us for those European places. But I mean, I don't know, Buckley complained about getting an extra midfielder during the summer. He got it with McDonald, then he was complaining about an extra striker. I know this from sources at the club. And he got one of the best strikers in the league from last year, who came back, Andrew Wright. So I mean, he's been heavily backed by the board. And it's just not good enough. I mean, and one of the big things as well I've noticed, and I don't know about you lads, but basically, team, we're a full-time outfit, and yet teams that are part-time look fitter, look to be fighting way more than us in games, and it's just not acceptable. And I know, obviously, there is the big fear if you sack Buckley or you get rid of him come the end of the season, who's there to replace him? Do we go with England? And go the untried route again but I don't know what Tim Clancy's situation is after Ahada but he'd be one that I'd be looking at because at least with the draw the players they're part time but yet they play um, they're fully committed and they play a good style of football that's the other thing as well I don't know if Liam Buckley's uh, related to Ollie Gunnar Schultzgar because the two of them are very similar the way they're panning out at their clubs at the moment because there's no identity, no style. Like Liam was known for attacking football at the impact, but you couldn't say that's us this year with him. I mean, there seems to be no style of play at all, and you can't even, you wouldn't even mind if his style was defensive when he wanted to park a bus, but we're not even able to do that. And that was very evident when we were struggling under that game. Um, that streak of losing games when he couldn't even just grind out a result just to stop the rot. So, I don't know, lads. I think regardless, even if we get Europe, Buckley has to go. 
that's your shed from the shed end thanks very much to um to everyone who's been in touch with us through text message and um with the the uh, shouts on on whatsapp and get them in as i said after the game away to harps on uh, on saturday night so it's harps away uh, it's drawed at home so harps in the 23rd drawed at home on the 29th uh longford on the first uh jerry i mean what what we we need nine points there what do you think we're going to get out of those three games god um wouldn't be would be overly um confident um at the moment going into any game um but at the same time too like we're still we're still in third we still are in pole position it really is up to the management and the players now whether they want to achieve that or not. Um, look, we all play junior football. Um, and, you know, no matter what game you play, you always want to do the best that you can and finish as high as you can, at, no matter what level you're playing at. So you just kind of hope that players put in a shift and they give it their all and they be brave and, and, and do it for, for Sligo Rovers. Um, you know, and do for the do for the supporters. Like, you know, we're not Man City, we're not Derry City, we're not Shamrock Rovers. We don't have much. Uh, we're not the most fashionable club. We're not the most, you know, coolest club or anything like that. But we work our bollocks off as fans. And like we have given the players, you know, everything that they need. And we've given them the respect. And all we want, I suppose, as fans, uh, is it, just to see out the season and, and do the best that they can for us and for big problems and qualify for Europe. Uh, Sean, is there is there anything to be said for Derry's next three games against Drogheda, home to Bowes? Uh, I think they play Pats. Oh no, they don't. They play Waterford then. So the game against Bowes, uh, from Derry's point of view, they have to play well, if you look at their, their, their remaining six games, they're away to draw it. From those three, anyway, you mentioned, I'd say they take five points at least. Yeah, so they're away to uh, they're away to draw it. They're home to Bowles. They're away to Waterford. They're away to Harps. They are home to us. And then they finish up with Dundalk away. So, um, like, we're under, we, we are under massive pressure there from them. We're under which, huge pressure. Which brings into, I suppose, about the same question to you. What What do you think we're going to get out of, you know, in the context of Derry? What are we going to get out of Harps away, Drought at home, and, and Longford at home over the next three games? Oh, Jesus. Um, I'd love we, to be able to say the seven points. Huh? We might win the halftime raffle at Harps. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Um, I'd love to say to you at least seven points, but realistically, four. If we're really lucky, genuinely, yeah. I, I, I don't see where we get wins. We, we're, we're struggling to score goals. We're struggling to create chances. Um, we're struggling all over. We're struggling at the back even lately. So yeah, um, I no, I, I don't see where we get the points from. Really, I, I'm. I'm gone from ultra positive to ultra, ultra negative. I'm 
I'm I'm one of the supporters I absolutely hate right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jerry, you were going to say something there in relation to um, the before the Harps game, the the, the collection in Bally Buffet for uh, food bank. Is that right? Yeah. So um, Finn Harps, along with I think it's the Manchester City and Liverpool supporters clubs, are doing a food collection, food bank collection uh, before the game on Saturday night. So it would be great if if every Sly Rovers supporter could bring up something and donate it to the to, to the food bank. Um, look. You know, at times like this, it's uh, these are the things that kind of unite football fans. And if we can help anybody in, you know, the community, well and good. You know, you can get a packet of pasta probably in Tesco for 50 cents. So if you could bring something like that along with you, I think it would really show how good of a supporter base that we are. Um, and I know the, 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 the supporters trust will be um, uh, taking a sum of money from the money that we raised from the White Hag experience, and we'll, we'll be um, uh, buying a, a lot of food to donate to, to Finn Harps on the night. So I think it's uh, just the, the least that we can do, and yeah. like, happy to have out. Yeah, small little uh, contribution would probably yeah. go a long way here from uh, from anyone who's going up to Bally Buffet on Saturday night. Uh, Magoo, what's your outlook on? The remaining six games with particular focus on those three games that are coming up. Uh, what's my outlook? Jesus. Um I, I look, it's hard to say, like we we've been saying for ages that we're too good to for this bad run to keep going, that we've too many good players, we're bound to come out of it some week, and it just doesn't seem to be happening. Like so like you couldn't say with any degree of confidence about picking up points here and there, but like the minimum we need seven, like I'd say, from the next three. Like you have to be looking at getting seven, but like I think we're coming up to like a, a really very important week, one of the most important weeks in the club's recent history. I think, unless I don't want to exaggerate, but I really think it is. Like, because I, it you is. know, like last year, uh, people were saying that game, the, the, the last game of the season, because talking, oh, it's, it's the biggest game in the club since the cup final, or whatever like that. But it's it's that was we were looking to get into Europe last year to kick on. And and try and build something and be said, we need to get to Europe this year just to hang on to the coattails of the rest of them. Yeah, like, and it's it's this this week is so important. Like we have three games that are for the squad we have and the money we're paying should be very winnable games for us. And you know, I, I think if if we're going to get Europe, if and it's a big if now at this stage, as Sean was saying, but <clears throat> um. It, you know, this time next week we'll we'll well this time two weeks we'll we'll definitely know because if we don't get enough points out of these next three games, then you can forget about it. Yeah, I think like it's difficult. Like the, you know, the I think the things that as we as fans wonder about is do the players on the pitch appreciate the importance of bloody finishing third? Do they are they gone next year so they don't fucking care? Like you know, like do they? <laughs> you know, this is what this is what it's about. Like you know, because the way things are working out in the league, the money that Derry have got, uh, the funding that other Dublin-based teams get, there's like this is it's this is what it's all about. Like you know, this is what it's all about. And if there's apathy on the pitch, their apathy is our misery. Like you know, and and that's that's what that's how it translates. Like you know. So that's my message to 
to people who may get on the pitch against Harps and Bally Buffet, you know, it's it has such an effect on on the future of the club, just as we yeah. said, like, you know. Just help us out, like, you know, just put us in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like, we're nearly begging them, like, at this stage, please, like, do everything you can because, like, our club is nearly 100 years old, right? Yeah. We're one of the only clubs in, the, in, in Ireland that have never folded, never gone away, always striving, always fought. And that's what, that's our DNA. And it's just, it hurts when you see performances like in Tala the other night and the way we've fallen off a cliff. Yeah. That's not, that's not who we are. We're, we're, we are fighters. Like we never yeah. give up. The other, and the other thing, just like in relation to that is the work that this week that we've seen in the media with uh, the chairman, Tommy Higgins uh, meeting with the Taoiseach uh, in relation to the, the development of the stadium. Um, you know, the minister coming up, um, a number of days before that, visiting the showgrounds, uh, meeting with Conor O'Grady and, uh, you know, officers of the club to try and get an understanding of what it is we're doing here. Uh, I know the minister's visit was kind of, there was a focus on the team that we want to put into the Women's League next season. So, uh, you know, I suppose in in some way we're, well, we're going to keep plugging away anyway the club is going to keep doing what the club is going to do um but it can be such a it can be such a more more wonderful experience if we get there in place like you know and the whole thing is a little bit easier and um you know we just need to build on this like you know we just need to we need to build on this and particularly after the celebrations that were that we had last season uh in in Oriel Park when we we managed to confirm, you know, European fo- football. Um, so, look at Donner. Do you, anything before anything before you finish up? Any thoughts on on uh, on the importance of finishing third? <laughs> or we said it all. No, you've covered it all. To be honest with you, um, it's huge for the club, uh, especially the fact that we didn't progress this year uh, within the round. So, I think it was vital that we get back into Europe this year. As I said, I don't see it happening myself at the moment, but it's a massive failing on our behalf because of the standard of being so poor in the league. Like you bear in mind, we have the second worst form in the league and we're still sitting in third place. Yeah. It just goes to show how bad everyone else has been around us. Um, this should have been t- this should, should have been wiped away from us weeks ago. We should be sitting in sixth or seventh with the form that we're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case. So we have been handed lifelines. And it's up to us to take them. But uh, just for the club going forward, look, I know I says I wasn't too worried about Derry City and not getting all this money going forward, but I only won't worry if we're in the European conversation and we're getting that wee bit of cash from Europe. In other words, clubs will just move away completely. So next year is going to be so, 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 so much harder to get into Europe. With Waterford will be better. Shell's coming up, they'll be decent. Dundalk, I don't know what they'll be like, but Derry will obviously be 100 times better. Bowes will be better. Pats will be better. Shams will be better. It's going to be a very, very competitive league next year, and you can't afford to be behind. So we need that extra bit of cash. So it's huge. We'll we'll just see what happens. Magoo, any thoughts on that before we wrap up? You've muted yourself there. There we go. No, I think I think that's the nail on the head there, really, isn't it? Like we'll be it'll be tough to qualify next year, even if we get Europe and we have that money behind us. 
it'll be tough next year. But if, if if we don't qualify for Europe this year, you can forget about us qualifying for the next year or for the next ten years probably. Yeah, you're you're done. Like it's that's it. The, the laws start moving away from us, off over the horizon, and we'll have yeah. to we'll be back to the the odd cup win here and there, or you know we might land a cookie, and yeah. he'll bring over a lot of lads, and it's a, a team will come together. But you know you're not. There's no building. There's no building blocks put in. You're yeah. not building year on year, yeah. and it's not a process. It's just hoping for a pie in the sky every so often. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at the other thing we should mention as well is that the annual draw tickets are on sale currently um, you can buy tickets from me if you've got me number you can whatsapp me and I'll send you hey. tickets you can buy tickets from Magoo you can buy tickets from Jerry O'Connor you can buy tickets from Sean Donna I presume as well um, uh, Sean Smallsold Sean yeah. if you uh, if you can uh, if you're looking to if you're not in contact with anybody or if you're outside of Ireland um, you can email us podcast at borst.ie. Um, That's podcast at borst.ie, and you can make inquiries, and we'll arrange for either if you want to sell a book or if you want to purchase a ticket, we can make uh, appropriate arrangements. And um, I think that's it. Anything else to say? Just uh, one thing, just congratulations to the under 17 women's team. So the uh, beat Greystones down in Wicklow there at the weekend and they've qualified for the semi-finals of the league so great to see that very good yeah yeah. Uh, that's real progress yeah so fair play to them well done okay look at we'll um, we'll talk to you um, we'll talk to you after the Hearts game I suppose uh, and um, we'll see how we are that after that huh? <laughs> that could be fun <laughs> yeah yeah okay listen Magoo thank you Cheers, Des. Jared, thank you. Thanks, Connor. Sean Dunn, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, Des.